legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Harrison Fagan. I actually have an alcoholic beverage here in the Lakers Lounge. It's nice. It's my first one of the night. You know, we'll see how we'll see how how, how this thing goes. I might get up in the middle of it uh, to make another one, depending on on the direction of this conversation. Uh, Harrison, on a scale of one to, you know. One to ten, how nervous are you about this? Uh, this Anthony, no, this uh, LeBron James injury. Ah, uh, like a two. I mean, I'd be more, I'd be more nervous if this was anything more specific than left knee soreness that he woke up with yeah. at, on the first night of a back to back of a game they were probably going to lose anyway. Like, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm not that worried about it. If he misses tomorrow's game against the Hornets, then I think it's a little bit of a different conversation. But until he misses like three to four games, I'm not really that worried about it. I mean, he look, he's he's 30. Th this has become an overwrought thing this year, but he is 37 years old. He's been amazing. Mm -hmm. But when you're 37 years old, you get knee soreness. Sometimes when you're 30 years old, you get random knee soreness. You know, it's just. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm 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 at like a four or five, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's you on, generally tend to worry about things more than I do. Well, look, it, it, and again, like we've talked about this previously, it's not even logical, my concern here. Um, the con Like, it's just that this season has been such a drag when it comes to injuries that like every single thing, I'm like, oh, come on. Another one? Another one? We're doing this again? Especially when last night I was nervous to, to when I was recording the lowdown, I was nervous to say like, hey, I'm in a pretty good mood about this Lakers team specifically for shit like this because every time i have said that <laughs> every time i have said that it's been some new little thing some yeah, new you little are, resources you were officially like adam silver voice like banned for life from optimism you know <laughs> you're just not allowed to be optimistic about this team Say, people, ever people, again. people hate me on twitter for my for my pessimism and my negativity but look when I'm I optimistic I to the basketball gods as a show of good faith to just be like, Hey, I am committed. I'm all in. I really want the Lakers to turn this thing around. I think you have to deactivate your Twitter account for the season. <laughs> just, <laughs> just as a precaution, just like, look, that is an offering. That's a genuine loss for you. You know, see, I, I would, if I, if I still had that stupid setting on there and I was just losing followers left and right, but I'm actually gaining followers right now. So no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hitting pause on that, on that train. I'm sorry. Yeah. They finally stopped deplatforming young conservatives on Twitter and you, now all of a sudden you start getting followers. So you know what? Good for you. Even, even if it means you considering me conservative, you said young. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, all right. It's all relative. <laughs> Today's show. So we have had the definitive Russell Westbrook conversation. We have had another definitive conversation, right? We didn't, we say something else was, what was the other, what was the other subject that we said nobody else can talk about uh, ever again? The off season, the off season. Yes. 
and 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 uh, and so we've we've had and that who conversation. Is mo- it was who, uh, the off season slash who is most to blame for this? Yeah, season. right, right. The power rankings. We had that definitive conversation, and then today we are going to have the definitive Anthony Davis conversation. So after this, no this more really conversation like about a, AD. Like a lounge, because when you go to like you know a lounge with your friends, I mean, I you know I don't really drink. Uh, many pe- people who know, listen to the show know this, but I mm-hmm. know that every single time I've gone with you to a bar. You have declared a conversation over while screaming at me like through tears. And so, you know, I think this is honestly pretty, you know, this is a pretty, you know, good uh, kind of like example Setting. of what yeah. co- kind of conversations go on in a bar. It's like people just get really passionate about things and they mm-hmm. declare the conversation over. It's, it's like over. I've made my points. It's That's done. It. No one else needs to talk about this. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to have that conversation. Tears might be involved. Maybe I should have, I should have like had a backup beverage just, just like, (laughs) because if it was actually a lounge, I would have had more than one drink, but whatever, we'll get through it. I'll make do. I I have multiple drinks over here. I got, I got a carbonated water. Uh, I got like tea, you know, do you do, do does caffeine keep you up? Uh, yes, it definitely does. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, because you don't you don't really do much. I caffeine. have started drinking caffeine actually the last two years. Like I'm mm. just I'm too old to get past it now. I'm you know. <laughs> I, I still last, don't do the much. last covering covering a title run followed by free agency followed by a yeah. season from hell through a pandemic. Yeah. And then and then know, this one. Whatever the hell is going on here, I. <laughs> I have somehow I've become tired enough that my previous caffeine sensitivity is gone and now yeah. I can drink caffeine. Yeah, it's it's gone from a caffeine sensitivity to a caffeine, caffeine necessity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> gone completely the other direction. <laughs> Although this tea is decaf. I've had enough caffeine for today, I think. All right. Well, we'll see, you know. Yeah. I, I'm sure that there'll be enough fireworks to get you through the next half hour. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't need a caffeine to get really amped up by whatever bullshit you're about to say. <laughs> All right. Let's get to, let's get to the bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. I, I deleted the tweet. I, I can't find it anymore. And I can't remember the, 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 the phrasing and the phrasing was the problem with the tweet, but I stand by a lot of the messaging, the, 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 the theme of the tweet. I stand by a lot of it. I still do. Why did you have to begin with I stand by it? No, like the the so the the wording For those of you that are not as online as yeah. us, you know, Anthony a couple weeks ago, I would say courted some controversy by blaming <laughs> by blaming a blowout loss without Anthony Davis and using that as an excuse to call Anthony Davis, I believe a soft ass player who was not going to play center and not going to fix anything. Who doesn't Anthony like playing Davis his has best since or returned plays his second best position. Yeah. Yeah. He has started at center both mm-hmm. games, direct mm-hmm. shot at his fellow Anthony. And You're all welcome. I thought has looked really, really good in both games. So yes. I well, you know, I was gonna come on here. I wouldn't I say gonna, really, really good the first one. This one was outstanding. He this looked one was, really good in the first one. He his minutes were limited. I thought that he looked a lot more spry and kind of active than I expected him to be in his first game back. And then this one, he just all of a sudden, I don't know if it was like played better the, than the, the MVP. Team, the team passed through Florida and he activated his like Florida related superpowers. I don't know what happened. Um, you know, you'd think they maybe could have used him against the heat if that, you know, I don't know if it, maybe it's like a delayed, you know, he wasn't that great in the, in the, you know, play in round kind of consolation, you know, lead up round or whatever. And then he activated it in the playoffs. So maybe mm-hmm. it takes a couple days 
to activate yeah. his Florida related superpowers. But yeah, <laughs> Anthony Davis, you know, incredible tonight. Tonight was, was. you know, yeah, you, you send footage Absolutely. of some of the shots he was hitting tonight to his, you know, NBA top 75 all time reel. He was great. And you need to apologize. I'm not going to. I'm not going to apologize. Um, be, well, because look, this this game, and 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 look, I understand it. If you are listening to the podcast right now and you are angry at, at the things that I say, then fine. I understand why people would be pissed about both the phrasing and the timing, and just generally at that tweet. I understand why that would have ruffled you, feathers. Just in general. Sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but this game like this is this is always what he is capable of right like this is always what when he's going up against uh Joel Embiid the like currently playing the best basketball in the NBA uh Joel Embiid is heading into this game and and I not just went toe to toe with him but at times made Embiid looked pretty pedestrian out there. Like I thought, no, I thought, it was clear. He wanted to send a statement tonight. Like yeah. he's heard all the talk about, Oh, you can't start at center against real centers and you know, all this stuff. And he came out clearly wanting to set the tone and tonight. That, and yeah. that was, that was, that was always an annoyance with him before he got hurt. In my opinion, is that like he would go up against Giannis and Giannis would, would take it to him. And it felt like Giannis was taking the matchup personally. And Anthony Davis was not. We saw the same thing with Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns like put a banner up in his house after the game he had against Anthony Davis earlier this he season. He has that mic'd up segment playing on a loop in his mansion. Yeah, like just constantly. And he just walks by it and he's like, "Yeah, cat, that's right." <laughs> and you showed them. And so, like, while I understand why people would say, like, you saw that game, bleep you, apologize to that man. My response to that is. This is always what I've wanted. This is always what I've like when I get annoyed and frustrated at him sometimes backing out of those matchups, this kind of a matchup, I say like, I've seen you do so much more than this in bigger settings and against, you know, really good players. I've seen it. I know what you're capable of. And, and like, that's like dating back to even conversations that I would have on the old show with Pete, this is like years back. And when it was about like him starting or not starting at center, you know, I, I just, I just always inherently have an issue with the player knowing what they need to do to be great and to consistently be great. And then just like not being interested in doing those things. Like that's always, and I thought tonight he did all of those things and he was great. And this is exactly what I've always wanted. So if he does this from here on out, then I will absolutely hop on here nightly if you want and say, I, I apologize. That dude gets it now. But I didn't think he got this the, earlier this season. I just didn't. And, I, and, and like, I, yeah, I hold the guy to a really high standard because he's one of the most talented basketball players you and I will ever see, period. A, a, a legit seven-footer who can move like that, who has that kind of touch, who can affect the game defensively the way that he does. Like, that guy should be a freaking monster and and like he just i just didn't think he he activated that move that mode often enough earlier this season whether it was because he wasn't used to playing bulkier whether it was because of lack of conditioning because again he had another short off season like there is context under which that would lend itself to why he played the way that he did i just 
still come back to, all right, yeah, but like you still got to get shit done. And I didn't think he did often enough earlier this year. And that version of Anthony Davis doesn't fix the Lakers. This version of Anthony Davis absolutely does. That's all. That's where I'm at. No, I mean, I think a lo- what you said about this kind of being at his best is accurate. You know, this is these are the kinds of games that are why he is on the NBA 75 list. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they, you were there were a lot of people that took exception to that. You know, in general, like NBA blogosphere, whatever mm-hmm. it was. You and I kind of like pick and yeah. I mean, you, but, you and I both were like, wait, Dwight should be in that spot. But regardless. Uh, I didn't really think that Dwight necessarily should have made it over AD. I thought Dwight should have been on there. I didn't think. Oh, Aaron did. Aaron did. Sorry. Yeah. Aaron did. Um, I I think, you know, a a lot of what you said is right, though, about like this being what he looks like when he's at his best. Um, And like, you know, I just don't on one for one thing. I don't know that it's necessarily fair to expect a player to kind of hit their peak levels in every single game all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. And th- this is what he looks like when he's at his best for sure. But you know, Joel Embiid, we saw the last six games before this one. Mm-hmm. That's what Joel Embiid looks like at his best. He's averaged mm-hmm. 30, averaging 39 a game, whatever. There's a reason that he does not average 39 a game for the season oh, and for like sure. score more points than he plays more minutes and like whatever, all, all these other crazy stats or whatever that were coming out. He was on a legitimate tear getting into the MVP race, whatever. He didn't look like that tonight. His team mm-hmm. won anyway, but you know, he had an off night and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff happens. And I, I, I don't think that it's necessarily fair to expect AD to look this good and be this engaged every single night. Oh, I just, no. It's like, you don't show up to your job at peak level about? of engagement and preparedness every single day, you know? <laughs> Fair, seeing as I started the pressure cooker th- with three minutes and 30 seconds to go instead of five tonight. That's fair. And, like, look, Anthony Davis is better at his job than I am at mine. He's also paid significantly better to do his job because he is that much better at that and job. And you pay his salary, but- right? I don't – is that <laughs> is that where you're going next? No. No, no that's I mean, the, look, I'm, that was the I'm fan glad. who got tossed in Philly, right? Like, good Lord. I'm just <laughs> glad that Egg Avatar Twitter has a representative in media to speak for them and that you're willing <laughs> to kind of bear that cross and like say the takes that the most angry people in your mentions voice often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that you're just willing to dumb down the discourse for us, I think is like a valuable thing at time. look man there are some legit geniuses covering this freaking team i have given up trying to keep up with those assholes like I've, i'm done i'm just gonna be an idiot from here on out um, I, I appreciate you leaning into the skid no i mean as much as <laughs> look you know i'm gonna give you a hard time about that tweet probably until the end of time you know <laughs> but or i die whatever comes first um you know but well now I that you're say, caffeinated man you might live forever it's true yeah i got my i got my superpowers from it um the caffeine stone you know as much as you know as much shit as i gave you for that tweet and as much as people were angry at it and i was and i get why i get why i heavily disagreed with the sentiment and what you were saying and the way that you phrased it and all of those things like a couple weeks ago and i've you know i've made fun of you on the show for it since and i Mm -hmm. probably will never stop but (laughs) you are not the only person who felt that way you are not, you know, that is a common sentiment around, like when you talk to people around the league, that that is the view of mm-hmm. like AD is that he is not a guy who is always engaged and who is always going to ramp up and play hard and be prepared and, you know, lock in mentally and all of these things. That's just his rep. 
And, you yeah. know, if he's going to go out there, I, I think, you know, and he's heard all of this stuff by now. We know that he hears this stuff. He didn't come in to camp bulkier, you know, with the goal of being able to play center and, mm-hmm. you know, however misguided or however not well that went, he didn't come into this year, you know, looking the way that he did because he wasn't trying to disprove like the street clothes narrative. You know, he, he went out and played on, you know, a messed up groin last year and looked like he could yeah. barely move because he was tired of people calling him street clothes and calling him injury prone. He hears all this stuff. He hears yeah. the stuff. About and by the way, I think a lot in. of that stuff is overblown. Like I'm always, I'm, I'm actually one of the people who push back on a lot of like the, the, the street clothes and all that stuff. Like, is he Anthony Data Davis? Like he made another trip back to the locker room tonight. Like he does lead the league back to in, in trips back to the locker room. Like that is something that he does lead the league in. But I do think he should get more credit for stuff like you're talking about, where he does try to he came out and continued to perform. And he continued and he to would, play exactly like he was. Yeah. No fear. Like yeah. and he is incredibly talented. And I think that sometimes, you know, we let some of the knocks on his approach or the way that he goes about things or whatever kind of, you know, make it not to do the people forget, but yeah, it, you know, I think sometimes well, we ignore so. a lot of the good things that he still does, you know, even when he is not at this level of engagement offensively and defensively, you know, yeah. there's a reason that the Lakers completely torpedoed off of a cliff, Absolutely. you know, as soon as on defense, as soon as AD went down and it's not just, it's not because, you know, like this team is not filled with the greatest defenders in the world. It's because Anthony Davis, even at whatever kind of half speed, thicker version was playing earlier this year is still a legitimately game changing defensive player. And, you know, I just think that, you know, I, I am, I guess I'm sensitive to this, you know, because I feel like a lot of the knocks that he get gets are sort of unfair and out mm-hmm. of his control like some of the injuries he's had it's like yeah i mean if you hurt somebody your groin, went barely gonna... into his knee yeah or like you know people crashing into him like there's nothing that you can do about that that's not something that you just play through when you're his size and you move the way that he does and your game is predicated on that mm-hmm. it's just not you know yeah i so can i ask you this then the version of anthony davis we saw before the injury if that was the Anthony Davis that the Lakers got when he got back, does that fix the Lakers? No, no, of course not. I mean, he was not at his best. This that year. was the central point. Like again, and and by the way, I am the person who I does come I on here. I take exception to the idea that Anthony Davis by himself was not necessarily going to fix everything that was wrong with the team at that point, you know, and that that was maybe unlikely to believe for. It was the it was the way. Yeah, it was it was a shot. Yeah. It was the shot yeah. at him while I made that point. And, I'm, and and again, that's fine. I understand why people say that. And and like I would walk back the 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 phrasing of it. And and try to focus more on the on the point of that was a shot at the team, the shot at the, that was a shot at the roster because like asking him to come back and fix this roster, we just saw it tonight, man. He completely outplayed Joel Embiid. And the Lakers lost by fucking twenty. Like this yeah. is a this is a bad team. This is not this is a bad roster. And and you're asking LeBron, you're asking Anthony Davis to make up for the fact that they have an incredibly flawed forty four million dollar player in Russell Westbrook. And an incredibly flawed nine million dollar player in T- Taylor Horton Tucker, and then everybody else around him is either Kendrick Nunn's corpse and a bunch of veteran minimum players. Like the, asking LeBron and AD to fix this is is Herculean. 
it's 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 ridiculous and 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 like all of those all of those greek odysseys they don't turn out well like hercules is one of the few that like turned out okay and then even he went insane by the end of it because asking somebody to keep doing herculean things eventually takes its toll and like you do get the random breakdown that we got today from from lebron where like he just wakes up he's like holy crap this left leg and by the way the left leg should have its own like bust in the hall of fame because that's the one that he jumps off of to dunk with the right hand and and that's like like that. that's like the that's like the wood both number six and number 23 lebron or wood eight and 24 kobe yeah. like his separate players make the hall of fame, make the hall of fame. like this is the does just lebron the james's just his left leg deserve its own you know bust in the hall of fame i'm arguing it does i yeah. I, I think it does um, but like Left that, Ron James, like, yeah. And, and like, and I'm also like, you know, where I do have to come out and criticize myself. I am the person who does like fall back and analyze PR and analyze the, like the messaging and how messaging really matters. And so like, I will say that in that respect, I, I, I bleeped up in that, in that moment, in that, in, in that regard. And with that tweet, I bleeped up. My point was always more that this team and and by the way like i didn't think like i, I i'm not gonna like say that i loved the anthony davis that we saw to start the season like i just didn't think that player there was a lot of hanging his no head no one did no yeah, one did it was it, i don't think anthony davis liked that anthony davis and no, like i mean anthony the, davis didn't call up you know J jared weight watchers dudley to yeah. you know help it put him on the on the jd help help you fly again <laughs> weight loss plan right to yeah because he loved the version of himself that he was right. playing at and, and so like it was a combination of not being thrilled with that version of Anthony Davis and legitimately hating this roster, which you guys know, like I, I don't make any I don't make any qualms like I don't beat around the bush. I think they really flubbed up this this last offseason and like the combination of those two things leads to that. And, and you know, some frustration leads to me effing up the tweet too and and that's something that i'll, I'll cop to and I'll, I'll i'll continue to let you make fun of me for it but You're i gonna I, apologize to ad for that then just that I'll, I'll i'll apologize for the bad messaging i'm okay. not going to apologize for the central for the central theme of it because i i don't think that's the i think i'm objectively right in that uh, in that in that theme about the roster about the roster yeah yeah, and and that just and the helping you dig out of your uh, digging your own grave, so people don't just clip that. Although that would be hilarious if somebody <laughs> just clipped that part. I stand by it. You know what? If you do do that, it means you listened and you kept listening to be able to clip it. So yeah, like... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that kind of naturally transitions us to tonight's game and like the AD performance yeah. and the context of it in terms of the roster and all that. Because you know, yeah, that version of AD was. You know, should be able to win you a game that would have been that that version of ad would have been an all-star starter this year pretty easily i think at the front card you think he would have yeah, made it over, over at Andrew least Wiggins? one player <laughs> I, would, um, I would imagine so yeah yeah i mean uh, you know maybe you know maybe he could have gotten lebron to loan him some of his uh his labot army you know and uh just kind of <laughs> do you think steph fans are considering like are are they adding Wiggins votes to Steph's total to say that he actually won out I, I over? Saw, so the fun, I'm sorry, just to take us down a quick tangent. Oh yeah, no, that's what we're thing. here for. The the funniest thing about the whole like Labot thing is, you know, and somebody, I'm, I'm you're gonna have to forgive me because I don't remember who it was, but somebody pointed it out in Drew Ungvari's replies on Twitter that, uh, you know, the same people that are saying that LeBron used bots to rig the All Star election 
are the same people that, you know, it's like, okay, they're ignoring that Andrew Wiggins just made the all-star largely <laughs> on the strength of the fan. So did Andrew Wiggins also buy it was just Canadians out in full force, you know, <laughs> Canadians and anti-vaxxers were just out and, you know, ready to, you know, well, Canadians saw the Russians having all the fun with our elections and said, you know what? It's our turn. It's yeah. our time to shine. We're getting our boy Wiggy out yeah. there. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins is going to make it, eh? You know, we're getting him in this uh, whole National Basketball Association like, All-Star thing. Don't you have some, like, Canadian I, I am family? actually Canadian, yeah. Yeah, uh, you are. That's what yeah. I thought. So I, that, I can make So you were out, so this is you admitting. It was me. You... <laughs> My whole All-Star ballot as, as a credentialed member of the media was just, I just listed Andrew Wiggins five times. A bunch. And the, Adam Silver didn't see it coming. Uh, and no, and then it was also like the day after LeBron had the number one selling all-star jersey, but I'm sure bots bought all those too, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, those all-star jerseys are- Or idiots. not all-star jersey, number one selling jersey. Yeah, yeah The all-star jerseys are terrible. Nobody's buying most, but- Those are those are just- Only bots would buy those. I'll, what do you I'll think give, about the, the what do you, fans that. What do you think about the era where like they just let players wear the away or home version of their jersey? I sort of miss that. That's my favorite era. Yeah, I mean, I thought early on some of the All Star jerseys were cool. Like the the black and white ones were really cool when mm -hmm. it was black. Uh, when it was like the you know what I'm talking about when it yeah, was yeah. in L A. I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you know, like the red and blue ones were pretty cool. Yeah, but the Kobe the the year Kobe blocked LeBron at the top of the key. I think they were yeah, wearing the yeah. red and blue ones. Yeah. Maybe that's why I remember liking most. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that was like I mean, I that was at the peak cool of like that was at the peak of like you either rode with Kobe or you rode with LeBron. And Le and Kobe blocking LeBron in that moment was like, and I I remember this distinctly. I yelled so loud at my TV. <laughs> I no, yelled yeah, so they, loud at my have, TV in that moment. They're now using you know like soccer pennies from Big Five, you know, as the jerseys. They've clearly <laughs> run out of ideas, so they either need to let her let her guy Grant Goldberg, yeah, empower him Grant. to design the all, make him the All Star jerseys are just the we jerseys gotta, are in general. We no gotta bring back hashtag hire Grant, right? Like yeah. that's what we gotta, yeah. No jersey in the future gets made without Grant's approval, or mm -hmm. they need to stop trying to shamelessly sell jersey merch every single year. It's <laughs> like, that's the reason that they're never going to go back to the home and away is because they realize they can yeah. sell more jerseys if they make a separate all-star jersey. Although, like, baseball does, baseball is kind of smart because they just sell patches. So, like, I have a Dodgers hat with a World, with a world Series patch on it. Yeah. And then I have well, a regular Dodgers hat that doesn't have the World Series patch on it. Probably and can't like, make as much money off of that, I'd imagine. But I don't know. Like I, I think if you if you sold like a if you sold a Lakers version of the jersey and it said if it had like All Star on it and like and, and if like a really cool LeBron moment happened, I'm sure I'm sure those 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 Lakers jerseys would sell. Like Lakers, yeah. Lakers fans look for any reason whatsoever to buy different Lakers jerseys. Like that's like yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, getting back to the, the supporting cast and all that yeah. stuff, like AD was unbelievable tonight mm -hmm. and without LeBron, they just, they didn't stand a chance. They got completely steamrolled. Yeah. In the second half, it was just, it was just brutal to watch. Cause I thought the first half, I thought everybody played pretty well. I thought, uh, the defense made some sense. And I thought, uh, despite the cold shoot, some cold shooting, uh, they stayed in it, uh, mostly because Anthony Davis was just spectacular. And then. You know, enough guys did enough on the peripheries, but like to have, you know, the three guys that are starting in the backcourt, right? Russ, Bradley, and Monk were all terrible. They were all bad. And and then, you know, you Yeah, this was a bad night for Malik Monk in tough in, in particular. Tough. In that, you know, he had a legitimate case 
to kind of crack that starting lineup yeah. over Avery Bradley. And Frank Vogel is there's no chance no. that you watch the tape of tonight's game and it's like Malik Monk, that's my starter moving, but he's like, I see, see, this is why we can't start him. <laughs> yeah, the, if anything, if anything, I'm I'm surprised that wasn't what Frank started the the presser with. I'm I'm just bummed out that Malik Monk could not single-handedly replace LeBron, you know, at, <laughs> in the starting lineup. Like it's just Yeah. But like I, I you know, when when you look at when you look at AD's performance and you look at what he did to Embiid on the other on the other court, and it, like it wasn't just AD that was guarding him that way. I, I think AD presents some things that make Embiid uncomfortable, like that kind of foot speed. Um, like if Embiid can just post him up and just go through him, then he's gonna have his way. But if Embiid catches the ball like ten feet away. Uh, I don't think he feels very comfortable going up against Davis because AD also has the hand speed to actually bother him and right. the length and things like that and the quickness like with the that's where the feet come into play like you're talking about exactly can, you know Embiid yeah he can he's stronger for sure and, and we saw that early in the game he had the little up at kind of up and under where AD was just like all right I'm not taking the yeah, foul this on this one you just, got me yeah it's too deep like right uh, but AD actually can block his shot and you know did bug a couple him a times little bit with yeah. his arms yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think uh, you know if you're bringing doubles, like if LeBron is out there and you're sending doubles at Embiid with LeBron and AD, or you're having LeBron as like your your center fielder or your free safety, let's say after yeah, after you send uh, Stanley to go double, like the problem that the Lakers were having tonight, and they had it against Jokic too, is that they were sending Avery Bradley to go double, and when Jokic stands straight up, he I I legitimately don't think he can see Avery Bradley. Like, like if Bradley is, <laughs> I mean, he's got to have pretty good peripherals. I'm pretty sure he sees him, but barely, yeah. barely. Um, and, and so like I, that man has like 60, 20 vision. So I'm pretty sure he probably <laughs> sees him. Like he can, he can see him out of the back of his head. Like, yeah. And so, but like, got, we like saw Batman that detective vision, it just like scans the whole area around him. But there was yeah. the one, there was the one play tonight where, uh, THT was doubling one pass away and he was guarding, um, Niang and, uh, Embiid was like dribbling over to his left, dribbling over to his left. And he's telling Yang, like, just hang there, hang there. They're going to send this double. THT eventually goes and does double. And Embiid is just ready to just fire it over the top yeah. of, of THT. And it's a wide open shot. One pass away. Melo tried to close, but you're not, you know, that's, that's just too quick of a pass. And, yeah, and, and also if you're counting on Melo to make the closeout, you yeah. know, the, the defensive plan was flawed. Yeah. And, and so like, I, I, you know, even THT, like after after Niang hits that hits that shot, THT's walking back to the bench like we can't keep doing this. That's too easy a read. He can yeah. see me coming. Like, and the best, the most, I think, effective doubles of especially post players. We see this with AD a lot. Are the doubles that come from like the baseline side that he can't quite see that he spins into, and now he has to go back onto his back foot yep. and throw some kind of jump pass like. When you're doubling and the guy can see you coming on the double, you're not going to be very effective. Like that's not that's not going to work. And and you know that's what happens when you have LeBron out. And LeBron out being means that you have to play three small guards, and those three small guards are all trying to either uh, go and trap somebody who is two feet taller than they are, they are, or they are trying to rotate middle and contest somebody at the rim who is cutting towards the basket to catch one of those passes over the mice that are trying to double him in the post. And it's just, that's where we're at. You know, that's and, where the Lakers were at. 
I mean, defensively, we knew it was going to be tough without LeBron. He really has been kind of, you know, especially mm -hmm. since coming back from the initial injuries, he was pretty disengaged for like the first part of the season. But then he realized that he kind of had to step up and has been, you know, very, very good for the most part. He's taken a couple games off here and yeah. there, but for the most part has been, you know, probably their best defensive player on aggregate over the course mm -hmm. of the season, just because AD's missed so much time. And, you know, they just, you know, of course they miss his smarts. That's obvious to say I'm not like breaking any news or whatever, but it's the thing that you mentioned where they just don't have like that other wing body like they don't mm -hmm. have trevor reza got another dnp cd tonight on a night the lakers were totally on a night that they wings. don't have lebron <laughs> yeah <laughs> as you know as the great philosopher dennis schroeder would say that's tough you know and <laughs> it it's just I think offensively, though, was the bigger issue because I thought for the most part, you know, you mentioned it, but like the first half, I thought they played good enough defense to stay in that game and win it. And you just couldn't realistically count on the Sixers missing enough shots. And, you know, yeah. they were going to make halftime and they were getting offensive and boards, things too. like that and start attacking guys and, you know, start attacking mismatches like you were talking about. But, you know, the area where they really miss LeBron and where it really shows the flaws in this roster are you know, you see the Lakers, they're just trying to bomb away threes basically early in the possession, win the possession game, play fast, you know, make mm -hmm. up all the deficit at once. And they just don't have enough guys that without LeBron and without, you know, AD can have his, certainly his best offensive game of the season, I would say. And they just have no shot because they don't have anyone else who can produce reliably on that end without being set up. And yeah. it's just like AD, you know, as good as he is, he can't do all of that. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. he's also he's also never really been the kind of facilitator who would make the monks and the like Ellington got some minutes tonight. Like he doesn't he doesn't he's not he he's not Jokic. Like Jokic and, and is is, is significantly better at at like facilitating an offense and making everybody better. And this is where the roster construction stuff that you were talking about before is this is where it kills you because yeah. the hope was that Russell Westbrook would be that guy who could yeah. step into that role and make and everybody better. Sort of be the LeBron light, the diet LeBron in these in games like this, where yeah, I mean, of course, you know, the turnover stuff tonight, like you expect that if he's going to be yeah. in a higher usage role. And that sort of is like baked into the formula. He's not but LeBron. The turnovers that's going that to he was having were were troublesome. I didn't I never yeah, saw him had having some really bad ones. But yeah. that again, that's part of the Russ experience. But what I what I'm trying to say is you you need more kind of creation to go with that creativity tax, I would say. Yeah. Like yeah, how many need, assists did he have? If you're if you're if you're taxing without production, <laughs> then it's just that really sad scene in the Robin Hood cartoon where everybody's just jailed because they can't pay taxes. Yeah. Uh, he had he had he six had three turnovers against and he six had turnovers three tonight. Like that's just yeah. not that's just, you're not going to win a game where that's your second option and that he's supposed to be creating for everyone else. And that's, a, this is not like a, Russ, a Westbrook specific criticism, even like he just, he hasn't been that guy all year, but yeah. this kind of shows where the, he's actually been. I think we saw it again against Brooklyn the other night. He's actually been pretty solid on nights when less is asked of him. But yep. when you're asking this much, you know, and then you have no one else on the roster to make up for, to be like Russ light 
on the yeah. back end of that. Then well, that was supposed to be THT. That was supposed to be like THT. Tonight. But again, THT has really struggled. And yeah. you're just seeing between, you know, getting nothing out of Trevor Ariza, nothing out of Kent Bazemore. Like these are guys that you expected to be real parts of the rotation going into the season, or at least the Lakers did. And they're getting DNPCDs. They're throwing Wayne Ellington out there. He won't even take a shot, much that less was like wild. Good Lord, yeah. Wayne, and shoot the damn ball. And it's like, you know, DJ, you're getting nothing from. And I think most of us expected them to get not that much from DJ. But this is a guy they were starting earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. And Bazemore, just... too. Bazemore was starting. He's getting DMPs. Also, he's like one of the other six, five-ish guys that the Lakers have to offer. The only two guys that they have at that height that they had at the beginning of the season, both those guys got DMPs. You Baze just, and Ariza. <laughs> they just have too many guys. You know, in these and look, this is what's going to happen when you have to fill out your roster with minimums. Not yeah. all of them are going to hit. And, you know, on nights like this where you're missing, you know, on a top heavy roster construction like this, if you're missing LeBron, you just don't have a shot because, yeah. you know, unless something changes with Westbrook, you know, again, it's like it's like when they were missing AD, you know, they won more games than they lost, but they were not good over that stretch, particularly. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, they just don't have enough to win without those two guys on any consistent basis. And that. That is kind of, you know, where, and obviously the Lakers, you know, the Lakers are going to need both of those guys to win any playoff games. That's not breaking news to anyone listening to a Lakers podcast, but. Well, they're going to need all three of them to them get to, to a decent playoff spot. Like that's, yeah, they that's where we're be, at. They have to be at like the level AD was at tonight just for the Lakers to win comfortably. Yeah. With everybody available. With, that's with what I mean. Guys. Both of them have to be. Yeah. For the Lakers to win comfortably against like Anata. I mean, you know, again, I really liked what the Lakers did against the Nets. I thought they looked really good. And the Nets are a really flawed team right now. But I thought that was a step in the right direction and kind of showed what this team can be when they have both of those guys in the lineup. But, and you're playing you know, a team I, I think what tonight showed is that, players, yeah. yeah, like if they don't have both of those guys, it, it's just kind of like hopeless a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, you know, unless you're, unless you're playing a, a, you know, a, a cellar dweller, right. A, a bottom feeder. Like if you're, if you're playing a really, really bad team, then a really good performance from the one guy that you have available should normally be enough. Uh, but if you're playing against a team, I think Philly right now is, yeah, they're 29 and 19. Uh, they were the number one seed in the East. I don't know if they are currently they're, as they're, of tonight. They're yeah, either they're there or they're close. You yeah. know, they're there. And, and so if you're playing a legitimately good team, and by the way, like that team is doing what they're doing without their second best guy, you know, like that's the other crazy thing that you're watching. Like as, as you're watching that, that's, and that's, by the way, that's why those peripherals matter. That's why the margins matter is that, you know, uh, Daryl Morey and Elton Brand and that Sixers organization has done enough uh, within the margins to make it work. The, the They played tonight. Yeah. Uh, Seth Curry didn't even play tonight, you know, and he's been one of their kind of top three players so far this season. And, and you know, if you if you if you win margins that can give you that that larger margin for error. And it's I thought tonight was a kind of perfect encapsulation of what has ailed the Lakers basically since the Russ trade. And and no, I'm not I'm not saying that Russ is the problem. Russ the player is the problem. It's Russ the contract, it's Russ the trade. It's like that's it's it was the it was the cost of acquiring him and then it was the cost on top of that when you like decide after you trade for Russ that you have to choose between Caruso and THT 
and then clearly make the wrong choice, you know, and, and, and that's where the Lakers kind of stand right now. And, and yeah, it was great. Look, in terms of like actual things that seriously matter coming out of this game, the fact that AD looks like this, this soon after the injury is number one. And there's a giant ass gap before we get to everything else that we're talking about. Like, yeah, it's a huge gap between like that being the top priority and the top talking point coming out of this game and everything else. But that everything else, like the fact that the Lakers just weren't competitive tonight against a still shorthanded Philly team with AD playing like that, like that has been our point this whole time. That's been my, that was my point with that stupid tweet. I just flubbed up the, the, what I, what I should have said and how I should have said it when I sent it. Yeah. And, and I think that again, you know, uh, we, we've been kind of, you know, down tonight, I would say for a lot of this and, you know, sort of reserved, but I think the point that you hit on is a really important one in that. Yeah. That's the main takeaway from tonight. If AD can keep playing like this and this does or even prove something to be, close, like if he's I, like eight, eight, eighty percent of this from here yeah, on out. Yeah. He doesn't need to good. be this. Yeah, I don't want to turn yeah. into you and demand peak on every single, you know, <laughs> night or whatever. It's like, you know, that would not be congruent, you know, with who I am. You know, I don't demand max effort from my, you know, employees and people who are at my organization every single mm-hmm. day. I mean, look at you. But <laughs> I think, uh, you know, like, but if he's 80% of this, you know, and LeBron, this proves to be minor, then I think the Lakers are still in a pretty good spot and they mm-hmm. have a real shot to turn this thing around and I, I get, at least get out of the play and have a chance to kind of make some noise once they get there. Yep. All right. And you AD, any... you know, this this is late breaking, but AD says he got x-rays on his wrist. Anyone watching that game saw that he, you know, we mentioned it. He went to the locker room. He got x-rays on the wrist and it's negative, so he's good. So, I mean, you know, you can kind of tell by the second half that he was all right, but yeah. it's, uh, you know, good to confirm. Um, do you have any losses that you, that you want to end on here this week? Yeah. Since last we spoke, uh, no, not really, you know, uh, other than, you know, just busy week at work, but yeah, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, I just jinx that I'm going to have some horrible misfortune befall me tomorrow, but yeah, I guess like the closest thing to an L was like, we were putting Avery down, getting her ready for bed. And so she's starting to like speak and. Uh, connect meeting to the words that she is saying. Like it used to be, you know, you say like, what does the elephant say? And she just does like the, like just out of habit, but doesn't really know what she's doing. No, it's like a parrot. Like they they know what gets them feedback. Right. Um, But now she's actually starting to understand like the words to it, right? And so uh, every night before she goes to bed, she has to, you know, give me a a kiss, kisses on the cheeks and then nose to nose. And then we give a hug and then she goes off to, to bedtime. And so Jen picked her up to go and, and do that. And, uh, she goes, okay, you want to say good night to daddy? And she goes, no, daddy. <laughs> it was like the cutest kick in the balls that I've ever received. It was just like, just brutal. Like, no, daddy, I don't want daddy. Good night, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. You're, That's what you have to look at. Did your daughter to. join Lakers Twitter? <laughs> Look, you know, not, no to, not to make light of your of your very real parental pain, but you deserve that. So, yeah. you know. All right. So we're even now? We we, we get to move on? I, I still think that as a show of faith to the basketball gods, you should deactivate your account. It's but not happening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the Lakers season in your hands. Now, if you all <laughs> are with me and you want the Lakers to turn this thing around, I need you all to tweet at Anthony, deactivate your account, please. 
And just every tweet he sends, just remind him to deactivate his account. You know, your, your brother's going to. Like, this is this is going this to happen. This is probably likely, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. I have to record the lowdown after this, and then we have the hook tomorrow uh, with Aaron and myself to wrap up your guys' week. And I'm telling you guys right now that you're going to want to really tune in to Sunday and Monday shows uh, as we have a really cool announcement coming uh, early next week. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan. This was the Lakers Lounge. And I'm sorry, Anthony.